0: I don't do drugs, I don't drink alcohol, I'm not on medication, I don't do therapy, so I don't have any of that stuff. I walk into a, a really well lit sounded room, boom, 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 and instantly I'm in a better I'm in a better place.
1: So
2: welcome back to Sounds Interesting. I'm Pete.
1: And I'm Shiloh.
2: This is the last episode of the first half of the first season, and we have a very special guest to mark the occasion.
1: It is Canadian media icon, George Uh Now, George probably doesn't need much of an introduction to our Canadian listeners, uh, but for those of you who might not know George, he got a start back in, ra- in radio back in the early 90s. Then, of course, he was at Much Music, where he hosted several shows. He... Then he went on to the CBC and hosted the show The Hour. Um, this is probably one of my favorite things that he's done is, in his career. Um, I remember I used to watch it in high school. And it was probably my first exposure to conversations about news and culture that spoke to me and were smart but all, and educational but still youthful. So shout out to The Hour. Um, he then went on to CNN where he hosted a show. And then, of course, Hockey Night in Canada... Now he hosts a radio show on CBC Radio 2, which he's done since 2005. Um, and this has also led to the development of a spinoff show called The House of Strombo, where he hosts musicians in his home to perform live. Um, and now what I understand from conversations with him is he's also making movies. Yeah, very impressive career.
2: Very impressive. Yes, he's obviously a very busy guy. He's got a lot of things on the go. He was incredibly generous with his time. Even though he'd been on the road all day, he invited us into his home, and sat down, and gave us an extensive interview, uh, and uh, it was very gracious and accommodating.
1: Yeah, um, but I think we should need to explain to people what, what prompted this interview, because it wasn't just to talk about his career. It was a bit more than that.
2: We first met George at the Parkdale Center for Innovation, And we told him about our podcast and he shared his enthusiasm for something called Miracle Tones, which are sounds played at certain frequencies uh, It's part of a growing field of music and sound therapy. And we thought this was a perfect fit for the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was such a, such a nice interaction that day. Um, One thing that really stood out for me from our conversation, our initial conversations where he was sort of giving us advice on like media and broadcasting And a thing that he, like, really stressed was the importance of having respect for your audience, for their time and their intelligence. He said something along the lines of, like, when a person chooses to listen to you or to engage with something you've made, they're doing that when they could have been doing anything else. They're spending their free time with you. And, like, in a world where people have increasingly more hectic schedules, that's significant. So when you make something... Make sure that you're doing it in a way that is respectful and worthy of the, the audience that you're trying to appeal to, um, and that is something that has really resonated with me and is something that I try to use to guide me in in making this show or in making anything else. So I'm I'm like really grateful to that interaction, or really grateful for that interaction and for, for that advice because I think maybe not enough people consider that when. Making podcasts, especially. Um, anyways, so with that, I hope this episode is respectful and worthy of your time. And
2: speaking of respecting our audience, uh, our guest is authentic. He's spontaneous and completely unfiltered. Uh, but a word of warning some of the language is a wee bit salty.
1: Hi, George. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm no. really excited. It was super generous of you to invite us into your home. Happy
0: to do this. Let's talk about sound. Let's
1: talk about sound. Um, let's just get into it. You talked with Peter a few months ago about the miracle tone.
0: Yeah. I listen to all kinds of the tones. Um, 532, the 517. And so I listened to a lot of them. 532. I listen to Five Twenty Eight. I think I listen to a lot as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I like it. It depends on who is recording it because they tend to put a lot of sounds around it, and it varies from spa to cacophony. And um, but I like a simple tone for sure.
1: Right. And. Um- and why are you listening to them?
0: I was told it was really good to help repair your brain. I've had a lot of concussions, and I have a lot of post-concussion syndrome. So I'm trying. I'm kind of trying anything um, mm-hmm. that that can help. And I keep hearing that sounds can help, right? You know, tones can help. Uh, so uh, one of the things I do. Uh, I'm not a very good sleeper, so I if I lay in bed and I listen to that stuff. I just feel like I'm hoping it's healing my brain in some way. So that's what I do.
1: So you listen to it while you're sleeping? Yeah. And Sometimes okay. I listen
0: to it all the time. Sometimes I leave it on. You know, it plays off my phone or whatever, and then I'll just leave it on in the morning. It stays on. I just mill about the house doing whatever I have to do, getting ready for work, and it keeps playing. Okay. If I, sometimes I go to the gym and I listen to it while at the gym. You know, I listen to all kinds of things at the gym, but often it's the tone, you know, if Interesting. I can. I've done as much research as I've done on it. It seems to be like it's good for you, but I'm didn't do any independent studies on it, so <laughs> I don't know if it's bullshit or not. But its I know this is that it is very calming. Mm-hmm. And so uh it's good for me in that respect. Right.
1: And do you think that it's working? Like no, have you no idea. No idea. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No idea.
0: I'm imagining I'm I'm looking for some deep cellular repair. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm getting it uh currently off my phone. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. but um maybe this is causing more problems than 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 helping.
1: I mean, I think placebo is powerful, if nothing else.
0: That is true. That is true. Although I'm the kind of person that just looks at it and says, well, you know what, if it's not doing what it says it's going to do, it's keeping me focused or calm or whatever. So I'll take that. When I write, I can listen to Beethoven. When I write, I can't listen to Mozart. If I listen to Mozart while I'm writing, uh, I find Mozart too... Too whimsical, first of all, but also it just, it, it, the level of busyness doesn't work with my kind of creativity. Whereas when I listen to Beethoven, and more, Beethoven more than any of the other composers, um, feels more like a storm coming. So it, it, there's, it, there's waves, and it's in and out, and it's in and out. It doesn't, like, it, I just feel like the clouds are there. That, to me, I'm, I'm more effective. So I just figured if some sounds I can work with, and some sounds, I was at the gym the other day, and they were playing a song, and it was the first time in a long time I had to leave a room because the song was so bad. So I know that I, the way I, uh, way I connect to music and the sounds, I can't, I don't mess around with it. So like, if that affects me on all those levels, maybe there's something in the tone. Totally. And it makes sense. If everything is just a vibration, I mean, everything is a vibration, well, then it would make sense that vibrations have impact. I've seen what happens to water molecules when they play certain kind of tones to it. So logic would suggest that it would have impact on me as well. I just don't know. if I can feel any of it at the moment.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. you're not quite sure what the impact is. Yeah, listen, man,
0: I don't know if any tone's going to fix my brain. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem, you know. Yeah. I don't know if any tone's going to fix my brain, but... Um, But I like it. I like the way it sounds. The other thing I do in this house is I have synthesizers here, so I'll put, I'll find a a certain tone, I'll really mess with it till I get it really nasty, and I'll just put it on a loop and I'll sequence Mm -hmm. it, and it'll play in this house for four days straight. Like it'll just
3: for oh, me, yeah. For me, it's
0: uh bass, right? The sub sounds are like as you can see where we're talking. This is a home, but I have one, two, three, and there's not what four club speakers with two huge subwoofers so that this house just thumps. Uh, it with sound and volume, but really, it's the bass that I want to feel. Then when I when I put these in. With my friends, the, what I had said to them was, "I want to feel my chest cave in oh. from the bass. I want the air to push through me. Oh so that's how I react. I react. Bass makes me feel better. Bass, interesting, instant impact on who, how I feel.
1: Yeah, yeah. It makes sense that like tones would do things, and especially like your your career is in music. Like it makes sense that you would like be drawn to sort of yeah. this like musical therapy, right? Like. Indeed. There's yeah. all of these other ways that I'm sure you find comfort, as all of us do, in in music. For
0: sure, and this is my only way to to kind of get that feeling. It's, it's lights, a light and and dance music show has so much power over my physical experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, like, a rave to me is what going to therapy is for other people. Like, I walk into that experience one way, and I walk out refreshed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about my brain chemistry where the music and the lights have such an impact on me, but it has such an impact on me. Changes everything for me. In a way, where like I don't do drugs, I don't drink alcohol, I'm not on medication, I don't do therapy, so I don't have any of that stuff. I walk into a, a really well lit, sounded room, boom, 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 and instantly I'm in a better. I'm in a better place.
2: Yeah.
0: It's totally my. It's totally my therapy, and it's it's strange. Uh, but I think this is why I found a way, or got lucky enough to be in the business that I was in using music, because this was always been this way for me. This like my relationship with music has always been this way, even back when I was a kid.
1: Right, and I think sound as therapy is being sort of, or sorry, music as therapy and I guess sound as therapy is being legitimized uh-huh. in within therapy community, like therapy circles and in academia and that sort of space, like.
0: Yeah, you we know. have even started a scholarship with the Music uh, Canadian Music Therapy Trust Fund, mm. and for that reason, we we know the impact that it has. That a lot of it is, is, is quality of life for somebody. I mean, one of the things that I value about music therapists is it's not really a results based um, system. It's not we're not going for the cure. It doesn't do that. It's about bringing somebody some joy, some happiness, ease their pain a little bit, keep them company help them gain some mobility, little things like that. But really the biggest part is just it's dignity and decency to people. And we live in an era where everybody's like, can you measure it with a stat to see if it's worth investing in? And I I, I think that's just a flawed way to live life and to build a city. So I like music therapists. And then you just, uh, you see the science, like you see it working. Mm -hmm. I see people using therapy to really help people with concussions, especially, um, so it's it's. Uh, I think it's important on all those levels.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to ask you about, not to be too results-based, but what kind of symptoms you were trying to counter with this and if you'd seen anything, any sign that it was. In,
0: in, in my brain from yeah. the concussions, oh, I'm just, I mean, half the time I'm just trying to stay up, like stand up. You know, I, I, uh, my, my balance is gone. My nausea. My um, light sensitivity, if I turn my head too quickly, just even to look around, whoosh, I can feel my stomach drop out and almost my whole body break. Um, but I'm not complaining about it because I earned these, and I'm grateful because the experiences I had getting these was awesome, and I wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it differently, maybe a little differently, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I got these, you know, motorcycle accidents, and I got them, you know, playing hockey, and I got them, places like that, and getting kicked in the head when I was a younger person. So I am trying to gain some level of stability again, phys- physical stability, right. which I'm not. I'm not in an, an ideal place uh, right now. I've also never got any real treatment on it because I just worked straight through it. I mean, I went through like some gnarly concussions, and I just went straight. To work, the last thing you want to do when your head is spinning is to be sitting in the red chair with bright lights in your face and doing a show. But that's what I did for every day, every day since. Um, So I'm not a, I'm not a good test model for what to do. Right. But I'm trying all kinds of little ways uh, to get through it.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because one of the things that stuck with me when the first time we talked about this was you said you resisted. Using the tones for a while because you had a kind of macho thing.
0: No, not I'm not macho, just hippie. Yeah, yeah. No, it's to me, it's not about macho. I'm not a macho guy. Like I'm a I'm edgy guy. Yeah, but I'm not macho. I just don't. I what I don't like just, but it's not that it's bad.
2: Yeah,
0: the nurturing kind of thing doesn't doesn't work on me. It's a really it just it doesn't work on me. So this to me has always been presented in the context of that. Okay, which is. Uh, So, yeah, it's not gender-based. It's just more, if you're not my mother, you're not my lover, I don't want to be nurtured, right? And so I I just want, give me science. I'm just so into the the science. So the things I hear when I hear people, again, this is not a knock on them, but if I go get a massage to work on an injury and they start talking to me about my chakras and things like that, I mean, Jesus Christ, you want to see a guy fucking, (laughs) like I'm just laying in there going, Let's not do this. Let's not talk about third eyes. Let's not talk about past lives. Fucking my shoulder hurts. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's the shit that I, that's the shit that I don't like. Again, I don't think it's bad. I'm just saying it yeah. does not s- sync with me. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I, so that's when for someone first said sound healing, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Cause I love music and I love sounds, but then the science makes sense. To yeah. me, it was just like, oh, yeah, we're talking about tones here. Oh, that's different. Mm-hmm. I can do tones.
1: It's interesting to me again it, that you would have this sort of hesitation, especially when it comes to sound specifically therapy. Just because, again, I'm bringing it back to like the music career. Yeah, you you obviously know the that the music has a significant power mm-hmm. to like bring people together, to like elicit different emotions, to yeah. bring you up, to bring you down, and like a tone therapy. Feels feels like similar to that. Yeah, right? and, that, and
0: that's why it works for me. That's why that's why I, I bought into it. It's but the idea that you can rebuild, you can, you can f- fix your DNA mm-hmm. is a very difficult thing to uh, to sit there and say, of course. Yeah. So I'm really just taking other people's words and some writings for you know and go, okay, I think they're right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't done the tests, but it but it does line up. That's why. So I, I don't. I, I'm, so yeah, I would. But I'm always hesitant to, to be, I just don't, I just reject club culture, right? Meaning the mm-hmm. clubs like, hey, I'm part of this group or I'm part of that group. I don't think any of them are bad. I just don't want to be a part of them. And okay. so I've just always been that kind of, in my mind, always, I always have that outsider mentality. So I don't want to do Kundalini yoga and drink champagne in the morning and then pray to the sun. And I also recognize, and this was a huge thing for me as I was getting older, is that I am, I wrestled to the ground on why I don't like things or what I'm not interested in, because I want to understand why I'm not interested mm. in them. Because maybe I'm wrong mm. for not being interested in them. Maybe I'm right for not being, but I don't know. So I spend a lot of time doing the work to, um, I don't just take my life at face value. I, I'm always challenging my perceptions. I'm always challenging my beliefs. But when people criticize me, I don't care. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm working harder on myself than you're working on me, mm, <laughs> you know? Mm, like, I'm trying mm. to be a more lovely, better, more open version of myself. I I, I think... Very critically, drawing my own conclusions like a journalist. So I don't just take stuff at face value all the time because it's like, no, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tell a whole bunch of people that you shouldn't get vaccines, tell me why, right? Yeah. The science doesn't hold up. So it's the same thing. For, so I, I look at everything the same way. You know, what, 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 this is going to make you feel better. That's not true. Can you prove that? No, then I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hardcore that way. I wish I wasn't. I'm trying to be a little bit more chill about it. But there's some things when it comes to health and science that I, I I think the quacks out there are really dangerous and have caused an enormous amount of damage in this world. And we should go get them. We should go get them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't mind being the edgy dude, uh, you know, at the front line, going after them because they cause damage. Those people, these you know, fucking false science. And I'm sorry for swearing. Is that okay? Yeah. Totally. Um, the false science. Anyway. So those, so I I sort of lump all that into one category, mm-hmm. which is the burden of proof is on them, right? Not on me. Right. Not on anybody who's the consumer. It's on them. Right. You know. But the sound stuff seems to work. The tone stuff, I like it.
1: And I mean, I think the difference there too is like it's not causing harm. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the other stuff it causes harm. Mm-hmm.
0: 100%. You know, it's funny is that because I, I play all that tone stuff on YouTube. It is in your most what will listen to or most watched videos. So at my place in LA, my friend uh, who's staying there is a surfer. Who is so closed off to any of this? It's funny, and but he opens up. Uh, I'm here. He's there. He opens up my uh, my YouTube app, and he sees all this tone shit. Mm. So he puts it on, and he's like, "Who? What is this?" <laughs> you know. Three days later, he's loving it. Oh, and really? It's changed him. It's had a really big positive impact on him. He was making fun of it for the first day, mm-hmm. but it was just playing, and then he started to realize that it actually has impact on his mood.
3: Yeah.
0: You know. So, and if we get to move him. Mm. If to feelings that's pretty great yeah
2: yeah because i remember when we first talked about this you had an almost evangelical zeal about it you were so yeah. enthusiastic yeah. about it I love that. and even a minute ago you were listing specific frequencies yeah. as opposed to others so you were obviously throwing yourself into this a little bit i mean no
0: yeah no i do the research i do the research i'm really interested in it but i mean yes i want to have the, the health fat the so-called health benefits i want to heal but i love sounds I love sounds, and I love um I also love like and this is maybe again my fascination with nature and 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 science and my general um rejection of the supernatural is that what can you do that strips things down to its core, so sound strip it down to its tones, like strip strip it strip things right down. What is the basis? What is the you know the ground floor of their science, the ground floor of their existence, and just a tone. See, I'm an old radio guy, so I started my career in radio, and we would have we were on networks back then that we'd have to fire a tone, and that tone would trigger the other radio stations that were automated across the country. To, so I'd be in Toronto at a studio at Young and Ealington, and I would have a, these things that look like eight track machines, eight tracks. They're called carts. And I would have a stack of carts, and the carts would have a commercial on it, a station liner, but then it would have, you know, ten hertz or whatever. It would have different tones, Mm. and I would know that at eight o'clock I needed to get all the stations across the country on our network to pick up this feed. I have to boom, wait, right, exact time, hit it. It fires a tone, Mm. that tone. Triggered all the radio stations to come on, and a different tone would do a different thing. So that to me, that's how I first came into tones. Was it was just part of bringing us together. Oh,
3: that's <laughs> it kind got of everybody, beautiful. yeah,
0: it totally got everybody on the same page. And so I always liked whenever I would hear the tone, I would I knew oh it's time for this everybody to identify themselves, the stations, and that you would hear the you know time for the stations to identify themselves. You you know that that was coming, and then it would mean we're together. That's the thing that was so fascinating to me about tones back then was it meant two things. Let me know who you are, like be heard, and now we're together. And so when I started to hear more about tones as this DNA thing, I just thought, why not? I got a lot, Mm. I have a professional history with these sounds, you know? I've been working on these, I've been firing these tones across the country for years. So um, So it was an easy thing for me to get connected to.
2: Picked out certain tones you'd mentioned the five twenty eight. like yeah, yeah. you said there was another five. There was an
0: eight thirty two. I think eight thirty four and the five seventeen or four. There's a couple on the fours. Right. Yeah.
2: Why have you gone those specific ones?
0: Uh, five thirty was it? Five thirty eight was the one that I heard was best for your brain, and also for sleeping. And so for me, a lot of this is about trying to regulate my circadian rhythms, which are really messed up from years of shift work. So
3: mm.
0: getting getting that back on track has been really interesting. And you know, I don't want to take a lot of drugs. Occasionally, I'll take sleeping pills or I'll drink a big bottle of NyQuil or something to go to sleep. I don't want to do that. So I'm trying to find holistic ways to get there. And I recognize that a large part of the reason why I may be not feeling the best all the time is because... I'm exhausted, and I'm exhausted mostly because, well, I just work a lot. But my brain's always a registering. I know everybody's brain always moves a million miles a minute, mm. but I, my for whatever reason, I'm conscious of mine all the time, and I can't mm. shut it off, mm. and I don't even really want to shut it off. So I'm like, well, how do I get? Into, what, what can I do? And so I put these tones on, and I'm not distracted by a song that I know,
1: mm. which is
0: important. I'm not distracted by. Anything else? I also I tend to go to bed listening to talk. My favorite sounds are conversations.
2: But you also talked about traveling. I think you were saying one of your road trips about how much you like to just listen as you travel and just listen all the time.
0: I have yeah. I've got these um, these guys I know who do these motorcycle specific inner ears um, monitors. They're noise canceling, they're earplugs, and they're really loud headphones at the same time. So I plug those into my head and into my helmet, and I just blast music, and I'm
1: motorcycle all the time. Yeah. All oh, that freaks me right out. No, you know what's funny? I'm you,
3: so you
0: know, concerned about your safety. Well, thank you. Whoa, you should be, but thank that
1: you. Is, that sounds dangerous. You're,
0: you're technically legally allowed to have one headphone in. Uh, you You have more than one in though. I have both in there. Yeah, 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 totally. But I'm also riding for like five days in the open road, so it's it's is a thing. All right. But I need the music. I need to. It keeps you awake too, right? Music yeah. keeps me awake when I'm on
2: the road. So if you were talking to a friend about uh, these tones and they were asking for a recommendation, what would you tell them?
0: I tell them to uh, um, YouTube healing tones or YouTube any of those kind of tones. See which one works for them the best, and then just put that on for a while. And then once they if – they, if they get a positive feeling from it, um, then they can explore another tone. I think tones are – I have a version of a misphonia, right? So – and I think I have an extreme misophonia condition. Certain frequencies ruin my day. I can feel it. I can feel things change in me. Um and so I know what tones work for me not, other people might not feel the same way
1: can you say what you, you had what's it's, it's the called, condition uh, you said m- misophonia misophonia I think
0: misophonia is how you pronounce it it's like we know when somebody if you hear uh, certain noises it can almost take you to a point of rage
1: mm.
0: it's a really strange thing and I've got that under control but it's a very very real feeling it's a mm-hmm. very and I know a few people who also have it say they have it and it's a thing that it's hard to explain to somebody mm.
1: Um, I just want to ask one more question. Yeah, um, thanks, you want. and that is like, so, so you've worked in radio for a really long time, and I was wondering what what's unique about radio and like audio storytelling or audio conversations in comparison to uh, like television?
0: i think I don't think television's art, you know Interesting. yeah, like nonfiction, like nonfiction television is not art. nonfiction television is just. You know, it's usually news or a reality show. It's not it's not
3: hmm.
0: there's no art to it. And I and look I I've done both. I've done both at high and low levels. I can tell you radio, because television is really controlled by the camera. Right. Right. And radio is the microphone.
1: Hmm.
0: And so your microphone is your paintbrush and when when you were rolling an analog, people would have to dial into you and dial out of you you were just brushstrokes on this incredible landscape of everybody else's sounds, right? So you, and depending on how each person would roll the dial, they were painting their own painting. Huh. Television is chunk, chunk, on, off, next, 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 right? Digital radio, that's the problem with it. There's no, okay, bye, Raquel, see you, bye. There's no no... Um, there's no journey to the sound, right there's no sitting in there and driving until the radio st- till the radio frequency fades away. Hmm. And you know that the people who built those transmitters cared about that sort of thing and so to me, television is filled with artistic people, but television is not art to me. nonfiction right Radio is art right um, and radio is a different kind of craft altogether and I think my love for sound is that. Hmm. comes from that my love for my my favorite place to be and I'll be there as soon as we're done here is go upstairs and I put my headphones on when I'm in my headphones and and I'm trying to get the compression just right trying to get the sound of the voice just right then I fire a song off and I'm in heaven
3: all right
1: all right so that's the episode uh, big thanks to George again and to his assistant Raquel. Yep.
2: And play eight, of course. And we'll see you next year. Oh, we'll hear you next year. <laughs> you love that, don't you? <laughs>
3: uh-huh. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. done.